It's time for this week's podcast from Life Force Youth. Please enjoy the teaching, and at the end of the podcast, listen in for details on how you can find out more about Life Force Youth and Words of Life Fellowship Church. The title of my uh, message tonight, what we're going to talk about, is called Dodge That Wrench. Dodge that wrench. You guys got your handouts in front of you. You can take some notes if you got paper or whatever you got, your iPhone, your iPod, your Blackberry, whatever. Take some notes tonight. We're going to jump into some things. Um, guys, what I want to talk to you all about tonight is just some of the fiery darts the enemy has against your life and how, we're gonna, how we should dodge those, those, uh, those darts. See... God has a plan for your life. First and foremost, you, sh- you should know that, that God has a plan for your life. Everyone turn their Bible to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. So right there, right off the bat, we know that God has a plan for our lives, and it's a good plan. It's not a plan for disaster. It's not a plan for evil. It's a plan for a future and hope. It's good plans. God has a good plan for your life. But you know what? Sometimes life is hard, right? And, and we could be, we wake up one morning and things will be feeling like they're going good. We'll feel like they're going fine. We're taking some good steps forward. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't had a crash in a long time. And then all of a sudden, boom, something hits us. And we're like, ah, what the heck? How did this happen? How did I end up here on the floor again? And let me tell you guys, the reason why that happens is because, not because God doesn't have a good plan for your life, but it's because somewhere along the line, we either missed God and or we got got hit by a fiery dart by the enemy, what I call a wrench. I'm going to play a clip for you guys. Um, shortly, if you want to cue it up, don't play it yet. I'll let you know. But I have a little illustration of why it's so important to become equipped with the Word of God in your life. You see, God has such an important plan for your life. He's put a fire in your heart. He's put a passion inside of you. He's got things that he wants you to accomplish in your life, in every single one of your life. He's given you goals. He's laid out a, pl- a path for each one of your lives. But God doesn't want us to go out in our lives and try to accomplish those goals unless we're equipped with the proper material, with the proper teaching, with the proper mindset, okay? God wants you to be equipped in order to go out there and accomplish the goal that he has set out for you. So we're going to go ahead and watch this clip, and um, it's, we're going to we'll, we'll jump right into some of, the, some of the wrenches that the enemy has for us. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so this guy... <laughs> This guy gets a wrench thrown at him, and bam, he's knocked out, right? And and I want to tell you guys that that's what it's like sometimes in life, you know? Was he ready for that wrench? Obviously not. And that wrench came at him so fast, it knocked him flat on the floor. Now, guys, in life, though, it's not as comical as that. A wrench comes flying at you, and your whole life could be devastated, Okay, um, so, the, so we, we got to know what those wrenches are and we got to know how we can abate those, how we can avoid those, how we can dodge those wrenches. And here's some of the wrenches that the, the enemy tries to throw at you. Worry and anxiety. 
Let's everybody uh, throw their Bibles, turn their Bibles to uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Philippians 4 verse 6. Uh, It says, The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication or petition, in thanksgiving, present your request to God. Thank you. So, guys, right there the Bible just says, like, it lays out the most perfect answer for anxiety and worry, guys. You know, anxiety and worry tries to, tries to attack us a lot of times in life. You know, when, and usually it's whenever we're trying to, we have to, a big decision to make, right? Like, um, trying to decide, um, I mean, a lot of you guys are, are going to be seniors soon, you're going to be graduating college. When you're trying to decide what college you're going to go to, you know, that's a big decision in life. Uh, when you're going, when, you, when you're trying to decide right now what classes you're going to take in school, or, um, you know, just, just any major decision that you have that comes your way, um, those are those are decisions that are that are that are potentially life changing, and and the enemy is going to try to attack you with anxiety and worry about those decisions, and you know he's going to cause try to cause you to to tremble and fear about about your life. But the Bible says, "Do not worry. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, give thanks and present your requests to God through prayer and supplication." So that means right there that we've already got a ticket out of, prayer, out of anxiety and out of worry. That means all we have to do is take those requests to God. And if we seek him, then he's going to show us the answers. He's going to give us the peace that we need. And guys, I can testify for you right now. I mean, that, that, that I've seen those things happen in my own life, you know. And I talk to people who are, who are uh, you know, worried and anxious all the time. And they're just like, you yeah, know, I don't know what I'm going to do about this situation. I'm not going to, I don't know what I'm going to do about that situation. But you know what, man? The, the, the peace that you, that, you, that you desire in those situations all comes through prayer and through presenting those requests to God. See, God cares about you. God cares about your life. If he didn't, he wouldn't say in his word that he's got a plan for good for you. He would just say, you know what, whatever, you know, yeah, I created you. And then, you know, eh, whatever, that's it. But he didn't. He said, he said, I created you. And and then I made a plan for you. So he's got a plan for your life and he wants you to accomplish that. So he wants you to be able to make the right decisions, but he doesn't want you to stress out over that. He wants you to talk to him. You guys, you need to get to know God and you need to be able to present your requests to him so that you can find the peace that you need so that worry and anxiety doesn't take over your life. All right? Let's move on. The next, the next wrench the enemy tries to throw at you is sin. Okay? And sin comes in a number of different flavors, right? Unfortunately, they're not good tasting flavors like Baskin Robbins or, you know, uh, uh, Blue Bell ice cream. No, they're, they're, they're just nasty, evil, dark, disgusting flavors of sin. And one of the biggest flavors of sin I think that's attacking our, our generation today is sexual temptation. I mean, guys, in, in, in the 80s and in the, in, and in the 50s, and, and if you go back decade through decade through decade, it was, it was never, it was, you, you'll never see as much pressure sexually on kids at, our, at your age and our age as we see nowadays. I mean, kids in middle school now are being forced, you know, are being pressured into, into having sexual relationships and things like that. Pornography is just infesting our computers. You know, I saw something like, like 90% of, of, of people in America have seen porn. You know, in one way or another, and it's just—it's an astonishing—it's uh, an astonishing uh, statistic. But you know, it doesn't have to be something that 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 uh, you welcome into your life. Um, let's all turn to First Corinthians chapter ten and verse twelve. Actually, let's skip that. Let's just go to First uh, Peter five verse five. First Peter five five. I'm reading from the NIV. 
It says, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, clothe yourselves with you. Skip down. Uh, go to eight. Be self-controlled and alert. The enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Guys, I just recently read this, like, um, in uh, one of our services about two months ago. And when I read this, I like flipped out. I, my, my, my mind did a backflip. And I was like, what the heck? How come I never read this before? It tells me right here that when I'm being tempted, that if I just resist it for a little while, that God himself will restore me and make me strong, firm, and steadfast. That means that when I'm tempted to do something wrong, to do something to sin, whether, whatever, whatever sin it is, you know, um, I just have, to, just have to endure just a little while. Just have to stick it through, just have to, to resist the devil a little while. And God is going gonna, is gonna to come to your rescue and he's going to fight your fight for you. He's going to fight your battles and he's going to defeat the enemy and he's going to keep him away from you. And then he's going to strengthen you and he's going to make you firm and steadfast. I don't know about you guys, but that is, uh, that's something awesome to me. Because, you know, it, it's, it's one of the toughest things to do is when we're being tempted to resist the devil. But the only way that we can do that and the only way we're going to have strength enough to resist the devil is if we're filled up with the word of God. So we've got worry and anxiety is one of the wrenches that the enemy tries to throw at us. And how do we defeat worry and anxiety? through prayer and supplication, by presenting our requests to God. And then we got sin that the devil tries to throw at us. And when the devil throws sin at our lives, you know, we're not perfect. Like I said in the beginning, we're not perfect. We're humans, and sometimes we fall. Sometimes we make mistakes. And sometimes because of those mistakes, the things that we've done in the past, the enemy tries to use those those memories, those things that we've done, those wrong things, he tries to hold it against us. He tries to say, oh, ha, ha, ha. I know what you did. I know what you did. God doesn't love you because of what you did. He tries to get us to dwell on the things in the past. Listen, guys, I want to tell you something. Never let yesterday use up too much of today. Never let what happened yesterday take up too much space, too much real estate in your life of what's happening today. You know, it's not about what we did. It's not about what we're doing, but it's about what God already did for us in our lives. So whether we, whether we stumble, whether we fall, you know, Christ is always there to pick us up. He's always there to keep us going. Never let anything that you've done be a stumbling block for yourself to keep you away from the love that God has for you. Never let too much of yesterday dwell and uh, take up too much of today. There's a, there's a popular movie. I, I, I was going to play the clip, but I, I, I didn't know if uh, a lot of people didn't, uh, hadn't seen this movie. And it, I thought it would be kind of boring. So I'll just tell you about it real quick. But the movie Napoleon Dynamite. I'm sure you've at least heard of it. You know Napoleon Dynamite? All right. So in, in Napoleon Dynamite, there's this character. His name is Uncle Rico. And uh, Uncle Rico is this classic, just, he's a class act. I mean, this guy, he's living in the past all the time. 
And, and throughout the whole movie, he talks about how, ah, oh, man, if I could just go back to 82 and I could play that last game in football and I could throw the winning touchdown, my life would be totally different. And he goes to such an extreme as to, as to buy a time machine on eBay to attempt to revisit the past to change his future to change his, uh, his reality, okay? <laughs> to ends up that the, the time machine that he bought, all, all it did was electrocute him. So uh, it was pretty funny. But, but um, you know what? We don't want to be like Uncle Rico, guys. Don't be living in the past. Don't be always thinking, man, if I could just go back and change that. Because you know what? It's already been changed. When Jesus died on the cross, he wiped away everything that you ever did. That means, anyth- that means before you were even born, Christ already wiped away those sins. So when you accepted Jesus into your life and you accepted the love that he had given you and he washed your, he washed your, your, your sins away, you were, you were made new, the new man was reborn into you, you were put into Christ, all those things that you've done, they're washed away, they're never forgotten, they're, they're never remembered, they've been cast into the sea of forgetfulness. And, and you know, so many of us go, go to God and, and are like, you know, and like, oh God, you know, I'm so sorry that I, you know, I mean, once we repented, once we repented, of course, you need to repent if you've, if you've done something wrong. But after we repented, so many of us are just so, you know, oh, I'm so unworthy, I'm so unworthy. But no, you know what, and God's up there in heaven, and he's like, it's like, what are you talking about? I don't even, like, <laughs> I don't even remember. What are, you, what are you talking about? You know, God, once, once God forgives you for something, it says he doesn't even remember it, you know? So, so that's, that just goes to say that if God doesn't remember it, then we shouldn't dwell on it, okay? We need to learn from it, but don't dwell on it. So that's another wrench that the enemy tries to throw at you is just, you know, using the past against you. He's just going to throw the past at you and say, oh, you know, here, oh, here's last summer's mistake. <laughs> you know, like the, like the clip we played. But, um, you know, but we can arm ourselves against that. We can equip ourselves so that we don't fall for those tricks. So that we can dodge that wrench, you know? So what do we have to do? What do we have to do in order to, in order to uh, train ourselves, to equip ourselves so that we can, uh, so we can avoid the fiery darts or the wrenches that the enemy's throwing at us? Well, first of all, you need to follow God. How many of us in here are uh, believers, born again, following God? Got him in our hearts. Amen. Everybody, I hope. And um, when I say follow God, I don't just mean, you know, to, to accept him into your heart and let that be it. Because um, a lot of people may just, you know, say, say the prayer of salvation and let that, let that be it and, and, and never grow and never, and never progress in their, in their walk in their relationship with God. But we need to follow him. And by, by what I mean by that is, is, not, uh, is follow as, a, as an action verb. Where God goes, we go. So we need to put him as our number one priority in our life. Um, ahead of, ahead of uh, school, ahead of video games, ahead of um, uh, all, the, all the things that, that are distractions in our lives or, or that are luxuries. You don't really need them. Yeah. So you need to put God in, f- in front of all those luxuries. But a lot of times we forget and we neglect to follow God. We think that, oh, we have him. We'll just tuck him in our pocket and we're taking our dashboard Jesus around with us wherever we go. And that's all we have. But we need to be actively following him. We need to be spending time in the word. We need to be developing a prayer life. You know, how many of you guys, how many of you guys spend at least five minutes reading your Bible every day? Okay, some of you guys need to work on that. How many of you guys pray every day? Okay, that's a little bit better. 
okay? But we need to be having an active walk with God. You need to be actively reading your word. You need to be actively praying every single day, guys. That's the only way that you're going to grow in the word. That's the only way that your mind is going to be renewed. You know, you know what, you know what the, the reading the Bible is called? It's called the daily renewal of your mind. And that's done by reading the word of God. So, so all those things, sometimes, you know, we, we've all come from different places. We've all seen different things. You know, those things are in our minds, you know? And the only way that we can get those things out of our minds is if we renew our minds. And how do we renew our minds? By reading the Bible daily, every single day, okay? Now, going back to the other point that I made about, you know, when the devil tries to use those, the, the, that wrench of, of throwing the past at you, a lot of us have, have dreams and aspirations. I hope, you all have, I hope you all have dreams and aspirations, you know, and have a, a goal for your life, you know, because every single one of you has an opportunity to make a huge difference in the world. You know, I just believe that God is going to use every single person in this room to do great and awesome things, you all, you know, uh, to have a huge impact on the world around you. I believe that. I firmly believe that, guys. But, but sometimes when the devil throws these things at you, you lose focus, and you lose focus on your destiny. You lose focus on that goal. And you think, you know, oh, um, I know where I was going, but now I'm, I'm just kind of lost, you know. And, and it's important for us to, to know how to, how to get back on track, how to, how to get back on focus with our destiny, get back on focus with our goal, so that God can use us to fulfill that destiny that he has. Because it's not us that's, that's made that goal in our lives. I mean, we know we have it. But it's God that's put that on our hearts. He's the one that's, that's birthed that passion inside of us. So we have to read our Bible daily, actively follow God. We have to commit our life to greatness. Let's, uh, I want to give you an example of, of someone. Uh, let's say, let's say uh, the boxer, uh, the boxer, Ali. Muhammad Ali, he didn't, he didn't get where he was by just waking up one morning, you know, doing a few jump ropes down the street and like, eh, look at the mail and go back inside and play video games. But he committed his life to what he wanted to, what, what his goal was, which was boxing. And the guy was uh, amazing. He was amazing at it. There was no one that could beat him, you know? So, so if you want to be great, you got to commit your life to greatness. So guys, if you, if you want to be great in your life, you need to commit your life to greatness. But I don't mean committing your life to, to, to uh, an earthly greatness. I'm talking about committing your life to a heavenly greatness and to commit your life to, to the great one, Jesus Christ. So to commit your life to being like Jesus Christ is going to make you the greatest that you could possibly be, you know? So we're going to commit our life to greatness. We're going to read our Bible daily. We're going to spend some time with God because it's important not to just read our Bible and try to rush through it, you know. But you've got to spend some time. Let those words soak into your mind. And, and really, you know, spending time doing something like that, reading the Word of God, spending time, let it saturate into your heart, into your spirit, you know, is, is going gonna, is gonna to take you further than just, you know, flipping through a couple pages every day and reading something as fast as you can and getting out the door. You know, God wants to spend time with you. And... and, and by, by neglecting to spend time with him, you're just basically saying, you know, God, I don't have time for you. I don't got time for you, God, you know. I know you did all these awesome things for me, but, you know, I can't spend five, ten minutes, you know, reading your word, praying with you, you know, spending time with him. And that's, that's, that's a shot to God's heart, you know. That's just, that's just incredibly offensive. So spend time with him. And you're going to see a change in, in the way that, you, in the way that you are, you're able to step out in your faith and grow, and grow in your faith with him. And those, 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 that wrench of sin is going to be much harder to, take, you know, to, to, to smack you in the face because you're going to have a head up on it. Okay? How many of you guys have ever been in a position where you just, you just are, are, are unsure um, of what the future holds for you? You know, show me your hands. If, you, if you've ever just been in a place where you're just like, ah, 
future. That's a word, right? What am I doing with my future? You know, and, 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 and everyone's been there, guys, because, I mean, if you're going to be a plumber or if you're going to be, you know, rocket scientist, it's, it's a decision, you know, it affects the rest of your life. But, you know, I want to tell you guys, don't let worry and anxiety creep up on you in those, in those areas. Now, it's great to, to wonder what, you know, what's in store for you in your future, but don't find out by, um, by, by trial and error, but find out by seeking God because God already knows what he wants you to do, but you just have to talk with him. You just have to seek him. You know, so, so many of us who are just putting so much effort into like trying to figure out, trying actively, trying to figure out what's going on. What am I going to do with my life? What, where am I going to go? You know, we could save so much energy, so much anxiety and so much worry if we just took that energy, took all that time that we were dedicating to, to, to trying this and trying that. And if we just, if we just spent that time in prayer and seek God and we're like, you know what? You know what, God, man, I'm really, I'm really worried about what's going on in my future. You know, I got, I, I got all these, I got all these major decisions coming up, and, and I need to know the right way to go. And I'm telling you, if you spend, if you spend your, your your time on your knees in prayer in front of God, He's going to give you the answers. He's going to give you peace about something, and you're going to go that direction, and it's going to be the right thing. I'm testifying for myself. This happens to me over and over and over again. I'm telling you, don't let worry and anxiety creep up on you guys, but go to God with those problems. Go to God, and he's going he's gonna, uh, to develop- show you that path. He's going to reveal that path to you. And another thing I want to say is that um, it's okay if that changes because sometimes, sometimes we're, we're, we're set on one thing, but then, you know, God's kind of pushing us in another direction. Like, for instance, when I started in college, I thought I was going to be the bee's knees advertising agency, you know? I thought I was going to go go to school and, uh, and, and graduate and go work for some advertising agency, and, and, that, and that was going to be my life. I'll tell you what, the very first semester in school and studying advertising, I was like, I'm done with this. And I was out of there quicker than I came in. And I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's okay if your what you think is your future changes because what you think has to line up with what God thinks. And sometimes that's a gentle nudge. And sometimes that's like God just like derailing your train and like picking you up and putting you back on his train, you know? So, so it can be gentle or it can be harsh, but you know, a lot of times that's up to us and that's up to how, how much we seek him and how much we, um, how much we listen to God and how much we follow him in order to get us on that right path. Okay. And then, and then another thing that we can do is, is just thank him. Because, guys, if, if I told you that, man, <laughs> I planned this awesome weekend for you guys. I got us three cabins up on Lake Michigan, and we're all going to go up there. I've got, a, I've got three buses coming down. We're all going to go up to Lake Michigan. We're going to spend the weekend doing jet skis, and we're going to be, you know, we got a rope swing up there. You know, we're going to go swimming. We got, I got this awesome week, and it's free, guys. It's all free. I planned it out. I got the tickets. Just all I need you to do is just, oh, and I already cleared it with your parents. They said it's cool, and they said even if you want to take Monday off of school, that's fine too. You guys are excited, Right? Right? All right. What are you going to do? I mean, uh, are, you, are you guys going to thank me or what? You know? Thank you. Thank you. Right? All right. All right. So now, now just to take the glory off of me, I, I did not plan that for you. So sorry. But, but my illustration is that God has planned an awesome future for you just like that. You know, even better than that. He's planned your whole life out in front of you. So you know what? 
It's okay. I'm being, I'm being sarcastic here. It's okay to thank him once in a while. Guys, you need to be thanking God all the time, okay? Why do you think we have these times of worship here? That's thanking God, not just for stuff that he did for you, but stuff that he's done for you, for your future, for your path, for, 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 the, for the plans that God's got for you. He's already done it all for you, so just thank him for it, right? All right, thank you. <laughs> you guys are excited tonight, I see. So... Don't let the enemy get you with these wrenches. Don't let him just throw wrenches at you and just, you know, knock you out with them. Get equipped. Get prepared. Read the word of God. Um, you know, don't, you know, go to, go to God in your, in, pr- in your prayer time. Um, bring, him, bring him all your requests and your supplications to him. Don't let worry and anxiety take over your life. Don't let sin be the, be the stumbling block in your life that separates you from, from the Father, that separates you from the peace. Guys, don't dwell in the past on the things that you've done before, but, but dedicate your life to greatness. Spend time in the Word. Read your Bible daily and, and, and get in tune with what God has in store for your lives, guys. Let's all stand and let's pray. Father, we just, we just come before you tonight, Lord Jesus. Um, we just thank you so much, Lord, for all the awesome things that you've planned for our lives, Lord God. Not just the things that you've given to us or the things that you've revealed to us already, Lord God, but we thank you in advance, Lord, because you said in your word that you have a good, a good future planned out for us, an awesome future planned out for us. So I'm thanking you right now, Lord God, for that future. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. And Lord, we take this word that we got here tonight, Lord God, and when you go home, we're going to apply it to our lives, Lord Jesus, so that we can be equipped, Lord God, and dodge the wrenches that the enemy throws at us, Lord Jesus, so that we can fulfill the destiny that you have laid out for our lives. In your name I pray, amen. All right, guys, go get them. See you on Sunday. We hope that you enjoyed this week's teaching. If you would like to learn more about Life Force Youth or Words of Life Fellowship Church, please visit our website at www.wordsoflifechurch.org. Thank you for listening, and until next time, we at Words of Life believe that you will be blessed.